Welcome to Lighthouse Chapel International, Columbus, Ohio. We invite you to discover the life-changing anointed word of God as you listen to this message by Reverend Gilbert Asamoah. Reverend Gilbert Asamoah is a well-seasoned minister who serves as the General Overseer of the Raccoon Diocese in Lighthouse Chapel International, USA. Founded by Bishop Dag Heward Mills with over 1,800 branches worldwide. Join us for a life-changing experience as you listen to this message. So God, this you own our hearts, you own our lives, you own every part of our being, oh God. Lord. Have your way, oh God, have your way, oh God. We welcome you today. And as we pray, oh, and as we pray, Lord, draw near, oh Lord, it's your voice we long to hear, oh, and it's your, your voice we long to hear, we long to hear. This is your house, this is your house, Lord, it's your home. Lord, we welcome you, and this is your, your house, and your home. 
by this song. Take your place in a special way, oh God. It is your home. You actually, you, you, don't, you don't need any invitation, oh God. You have the keys to our hearts. You have the keys to our lives, oh God. You have the keys to every part of our being, oh God. So take your place. And as we assemble, oh God, this is indeed your place. Not just the building, not only the building, oh God, but our very lives, our very hearts, oh God. Take your place, take your own place, oh Lord, and be king, be rule and rule. Not just take your place as a quiet observer, oh God, but take your place to rule in our lives, oh God, to take dominion in our lives, oh God, and to have your way, oh God, and to have your way, oh God. Not as a quiet, no, 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 Lord. Not a quiet observer who doesn't say anything, God, but have your way, Lord. Have your way, oh God. Have your way, oh God. And be glorified in the heavens. And Lord, be glorified in the earth. Oh, and be glorified in the temple. Oh, and Jesus. Be glorified and be glorified in the heavens, oh God, and be glorified in the earth, oh Lord, and be glorified in the sample. Glory. Oh, let's turn it one more time. Be glorified and be glorified in the heavens, Lord, and be glorified in the earth. Oh, and be glorified in the temple, Lord. So be glorified, Lord, be glorified, be glorified, and be glorified, Lord, and be glorified. Let's tell him one more time. Glorified and be glorified, Lord. Take your place, oh Lord, and be glorified. No one bigger than you be glorified. Be glorified.
Understanding, oh, come and be everything I am and all I know. Lord, search us, search us tonight. Search me through and through till my heart becomes home and home. Come and make our hearts your home, Lord. Come and make my heart your 
home, Lord. Come and be everything I am and all I know. Search us, search us, oh, search me through and through till my heart becomes a home. Till my heart becomes. Till our hearts become a home, our hearts will not become a strange place, oh God. Till our hearts become a home, till our hearts become, till our hearts become a home, our hearts become, till our hearts become a home for you. Till our hearts become a home, oh Lord God. Till our hearts become a home for you. Father, thank you so much, oh God. Indeed, this is your house and this is your home. And Lord, we welcome you, not just into this, this building, but Lord, into our hearts and into our lives, oh God. Take your place. Lord, don't be in our lives just as an observer, but Lord, rule and reign in our lives, oh God. Father, be glorified just as we've been glorified in the heavens, in the earth, in this temple, and in our lives, oh God. Be more than glorified, oh God. And make our hearts, make not don't just be a visitor, but make our hearts your home every single day of our lives, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. Let's put our hands together for the Lord. Amen. Amen. Excellent. As we keep clapping, let's welcome, let's welcome to this pulpit God's anointed servant for tonight, for this house, for this diocese, Reverend Gilbert Asamoa. Amen. So my heart becomes a home for you. So my heart becomes a home for you. Heavenly Father, we want to thank you so much. We want to lift your name up, Lord. We would like to come under the umbrella of your wings, of your anointing. As we study the anointed and his anointing, we ask you, Lord, that we will, we will never be the same. Let there be a divine deposit in our lives. In the name of Jesus. Amen. We thank the Lord. You are all welcome. The anointing creates your room. Amen. It becomes very important. If I don't know whether you've uh, you've ever been in a situation where you didn't have your own room and you were in somebody else's room, like you had to share a room with somebody. Perching, yes, amen. And um, I don't know if you. It's difficult to describe. You have to experience it because. Um, on a, on a slim bed, yes. And the person may have received you very nicely, but 
sometimes there are physical constraints. You know, there's a way you cannot sleep. There's a way you cannot stretch. If you roll, you are touching somebody. And even if that is not the issue, sometimes there are visitors who, every time they come and they see your face, it's an issue. And you begin to pray that, oh Lord, give me my own place. So, um, I have experienced that before, so I know what I'm talking about. And there is, there, is, there is a place for a certain freedom you can have when you have your own room. And so if that is true of the physical realm, the whole topic, the whole book, the anointed and his anointing, the anointing being the Holy Spirit, is to reintroduce us to the spiritual dimension that your life is a dual life. Maybe the, 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 the word dual has a negative meaning in, in this house because there's a book of duality. But your life is a two-part life. Amen. Adam was created from earth, from the earth, but God breathed his breath, his spirit into him and he became a living soul. Amen. And so, part of us is from earth and part of us is from heaven. But then we know that Adam was a spiritual being. Was, he was, he, even though he's of earth, he was not created to function purely from the earth. Amen. In fact, his spiritual status was so such a high level that he and Eve did not even know that physically they were naked. Because the spirit and the glory of God around them was their clothing. Hallelujah. So it was after the fall when the glory receded. That is when he, 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 they noticed that they were naked and then they, they began to be uh, shy of each other. Hallelujah. And so, the impression you get when you read the Bible is that mankind has um, descended from the original state in which God created us in. As far as having our spiritual antennas on. Because see, when Adam and Eve were originally created, you know, they, 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 they had sharper sense of spiritual sensitivity. Amen. And the fall, what the fall did was that it shut off the voice and the, and the eyes of the spirit. And so, one of the core purpose of the redemption that Christ brought is to reopen the spiritual senses that mankind have lost. Hallelujah. That is why in the, in the, in the um, one of the epistles, the apostle said that the first man, Adam, was made a living soul. I think probably 1 Corinthians 15. The first man, Adam, was made a living soul. But the last Adam was made a life-giving spirit. Hallelujah. And so, we are on a journey of recovery. Of re recovering what we have lost in Adam. And Christ has recovered them for us. But he has placed them, God has placed them in the Son. And the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, his function, his job is to help us find it hallelujah and so the holy spirit becomes very important for every serious believer who do not want to remain in the old legacy of adam that god has hidden treasures that's why jesus gave a parable the parable of the um 
the, the land full of pearls, that somebody discovered a land full of precious pearls, and he wanted to sell everything that he had, hallelujah, and came to buy the land. And the goal is that you're going to dig, because after you have bought the land, the gold is not sitting on the surface. Amen. And so, your redemption is not complete until you rise and come into the full status of a son of God. And the full status of the son of God, you see, there is a picture of Jesus in, uh, in the, 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 the book of Revelation where it says that he saw a lamp and it says that he had eyes all over. He said he had the, his, the seven eyes, the seven eyes of the, of the lamp, which is like a symbol of the Holy Spirit and a, a symbol also of vision. Because seven is a sign for completeness. Amen. So for him to have seven eyes is, is, is symbolizing that he has perfect vision. And when we grow spiritually, as Christ in us, the life of Christ in us begins to manifest, you begin to see things, you begin to sense things, you begin to enter fully into the legacy that Christ has wrought for us. Hallelujah. And so Jesus Christ can be called Jesus the Anointed One. Did you know that? Christ means the Anointed One. Jesus the Anointed One. And so your room that you occupy in the realm of the spirit is very important. And you must grow, you must, you must yearn to expand your room. And one way your room gets expanded is that the graces of the Holy Spirit increase on your life. When the graces of the Holy Spirit increase on your life, it moves you from one level to another. Amen. And so uh, 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 the whole idea is that there has to be a journey in us. And and in as much as we exert ourselves in pursuing all that we need to pursue to function as humans on earth, please remember that you are also a spiritual being. And you cannot neglect, it's just like in school. You cannot say, I don't like math. And, um, you know, I like, I like uh, what do you call it? Um, reading subjects. Uh, you, uh, what? Art. Drawing. That's your, your, you see, me when I was in school, I tried to like every subject. Including the subjects that you know that there are some teachers that have a bad reputation. Either they are mean, they are wicked, they want you to fail. Say it again. They great hard. All kinds of things people say about teachers. But so sometimes before you even take the course, people who did the course the previous year will tell you, pollute your mind about the teacher. But me, I made up my mind that whatever you tell me, I will listen, but I don't take it to account. I always went with an open mind. Because if you already go with a mind, a certain mind about the teacher, you won't like the class and you're going to fail. And so I always tell students, make your mind that every subject is important. Amen. And you cannot say, as for this subject, I, I'm looking for a C. Amen. And then you major on only one aspect. But to be a fool, even, even at the high school, there are, there are uh, what do you call it, they have certain minimum credits in certain subjects you need to, you need to get in order to graduate. Amen. And so what I'm saying is that for the full total person, remember that part of your legacy and part of your the destiny that has been written into your innermost being is that you ought to grow spiritually and you ought to grow in the, in the, in the development of the giftings of God. Amen. Are you listening to me? And so the anointing creates your room. 
And this is a journey. It's not something that happens in a day. But it, there has to be a quest and a hunger in your heart. All right? The anointing creates the room of ministry that you will operate in. Okay? Or the room of service. The area of life. The function. The anointing promotes you and brings you before greatness. Proverbs 18, 16. The anointing has been given to profit you. Hallelujah. The anointing has been given to profit you. So let's go back at 1 Corinthians chapter 12. And we are going to start from verse number 1. 1 Corinthians 12 and verse number 1. The anointing has been given to profit you. The anointing creates your room. And it has been given to profit you. You are supposed to benefit from the anointing. Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I do not want you to be ignorant. You know that you were Gentiles carried away to these dumb idols. However, you were led. Remember he was writing to Corinthians. These are people in Greece. And they were used to having so many idols. Therefore, I make known to you that no one speaking by the Spirit of God called Jesus Christ accursed. You see, he is, he is introducing the Corinthians to um, what I could call spiritology, the study of spirits, and specifically Holy Spirit. It's a school. It's a, it's a whole study. Hallelujah. See, we all talk about the, 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 the gifts of the Holy Spirit, but you realize that, as you are going to soon, very soon see, the nine gifts of the Spirit is not all that there is to the Spirit. In fact, there's another passage where he lists among the gifts of the Spirit was the gift of government, which was not mentioned in this passage. And then also the, the gift of helps, ministry of helps, which was also not mentioned here. So in other words, the Spirit and his giftings and how you can benefit from it is so expansive. Hallelujah. And so he's beginning to tell them that the spirit operates even in the way we speak. Hallelujah. No one can call Jesus, no one under the influence of the spirit can call Jesus accursed. And no one can say that Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. Verse 4. Okay, now he begins to give a breakdown of various aspects of the operation of God. When you become a believer, you become an agent of God. Hallelujah. You may work at Walmart or you may work at, uh, what do you call it, uh, uh, Rescue, or you may work at uh, Verizon. Wherever you work, it's just a secondary job. You need to know that you are a representative of the kingdom of God right here on earth. So look at it. There are diversities of gifts by the same spirit. That, that, hold on. Diversities of gifts by the same spirit. Amen. So watch the, the, the combination of words here. Diversities of gifts. Or by the same spirit. Amen. Next one. There are differences of ministries by the same Lord. Hallelujah. Okay. Difference of me. Diversities is the same as differences. But it's just, you see, I don't know Greek. I wish I knew Greek. I would have, I would, I want to know what the Greek word that was used for diversity and the, uh, the, whether it's the same word 
or a different word. Okay, differences of ministry, but the same Lord. But a good, you don't know Greek, but you can get a good concordance. You become like a Greek scholar. Amen. Okay, but it is the same God who works all in all. Can, can we read the same thing in the, new, uh, in the King James? Let's read it in the King James. Because you see, before I go into the gifts of the Spirit, I want you to see there is, there is, a, there is a, what do you call it? Um, a a co-laboring of the Trinity in this, in this description of the... Paul is describing the spirit world and the influence in our lives. He talks about the Spirit, talks about the Lord, and talks about God. He says it's the Trinity. Amen. So there are diversities of operations. Okay, so start from where it begins to talk about diversities of gifts. Is that verse number four? There are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. Hallelujah. So when he was talking about the gifts, he used the word, uh, when he was talking about the Spirit, he used the word gifts. Do you get it? So, so what it means is that the Spirit gives what? Gifts. And of those gifts, there are different kinds. Are you following? Okay, next verse. And there are differences of administrations by the same Lord. So, the, 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 the gifts are associated with who? The Spirit. And there are several of those gifts. And then administrations are associated with the Lord Jesus. Okay? And that one too, there are differences. So I want you to see that in terms of the function of the believer, these are multiple layers of influence of the spirit realm on your life. That you don't have to walk this earth in a limited fashion, only in terms of your natural gifts. What we are talking about is not your natural gifts. Amen. This thing that we are reading about, he said, I don't want you to be ignorant about spiritual matters. So these are not your natural gifts. Every gift that you can get from this list or from these different aspects, it goes to enhance your natural gifts. Amen. Was it here that I mentioned that somebody was a stutterer, a stammerer, and God touched his life? And so, so you realize that even if you don't know how to speak, amen, when God touches your life, you, your life will change. And so I want you to see the different layers of God's influence, okay? The three persons of God are all mentioned in this passage. It says that what? There are diversities of gifts by the same Spirit. So the Holy Spirit is administering gifts. Amen. It's giving these gifts to us. And then when it comes to Lord, the Lord, He said there are differences of administrations. What's another word for administration? Can we have another? Keep it in King James. Can you have another translation of the Bible? Besides King James and New King James. In verse number five. There are different kinds of service. Different kinds of service, okay? We serve the same Lord. Hallelujah. Different kinds of service, but we serve the same Lord. Another verse is a ministries. Amen. So administrations, ministries, and service, offices. See, all these things are things that, the reason why we are going through it is that you can aspire for. You can desire it. Because it's a gift God is going to give to you. It's God going to give somebody the ability to administer. Amen. The ability to be in an office. An office often comes with uh, different, different things. When, when somebody says, I've created an office on Morse Road. That office 
that you have created requires you to have a fax machine. Amen. I don't know whether they still use fax machine, but a fax machine, a printer, a computer. You see, if you are, there's something job that doesn't need a computer. Did you know that? What is a job that doesn't need a computer? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, it's true. It's true. Cleaning. You, you, you may need a comp- well, an advanced cleaning service. We'll have a computer where they have a they have the schedule where we are going this today, and then you know also to if you are especially if if you are not just the one who cleans, but if you own a cleaning company, no. But the reason why I'm I'm saying that is that by the mere fact that you are in a certain office, there are certain things that you are need that are needed for you to function in that office, and so it will come to you. If we are distributing jobs. Okay? You say this one is going to be the church administrator. Okay? And then he said, this one, you are in charge of cleaning the sanctuary. Let's just keep the list short. These two. And we have a budget to buy a computer. Who do you think will give the uh, computer to? Church administrator. What I'm saying is that as you desire and the spirit, the, 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 you, you enter into administrations, service, or different aspects of serving. You see, in the end, we are going to learn in verse 7 that you will benefit from it. But, but, but you need to understand that the benefit comes in relation to uh, the work that you are doing. Amen. And so, and so, as you are serving, a certain aspect of, a certain aspect of uh, uh, benefit or, or profiting will come because you are serving. It's in relation to it. Amen. Alright. What's the next one? And there are diversities of operations. There are diversities of operations, but it is the same God which worketh all in all. Amen. So, your work, what you do, is an operation. Sometimes you say, okay, who is in charge of this operation? Have you heard that expression before? Who is in charge of this operation? So, in the house of God, there are different types of operations. Amen. But it says that it's the same God working all in all. And the giftings of God, the manifestations of God, I think we are moving now to the manifestation, verse 7. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit with all. Keep in mind that he started the passage by saying, I don't want you to be ignorant of spiritual matters. Hallelujah. Now, under that, broad umbrella of spiritual matters. He's breaking it down that some of it are gifts of the Spirit. Which he then goes into detail from verse 8 down. That to one is giving the word of wisdom, to another is giving the word of knowledge, to another is giving the uh, gift of prophecy. All these are gifts of the Spirit. Hallelujah. But I, w- I don't want you to limit the, 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 the spiritual matters to the gifts of the Spirit. Spiritual matters and the, and the, and the involvement of the, the, the force of heaven in your life is not to be limited to the nine gifts of the Spirit. That is why you see that, you see that he's writing about the gifts of the Spirit, but he's, he's putting it in the context of there are other things that the Spirit does. One of which is he allows you to do what? To be, to be used by God in operation, doing operations. Amen. Because you see, the church sometimes think that only, only a person prophesying or speaking in tongues is spiritual. But the crusade director 
who goes into a land which is very resistant to the gospel and is able to negotiate and talk to people when other people have failed and is able to get land for the crusade to happen on. Do you get it? Like, did you not hear Bishop, uh, Bishop Prince? He said he was preaching one day or he was praying one day and the Lord said, you're supposed to leave the church, the preaching job. And he said, I have called you to do difficult things for Bishop Dark. And so he used to be a pastor, but he left his, and then he's the chief crusade director, going into land. So what I'm saying is that you may not see that as a spiritual work, but it is. Because the favor for you to meet the chief, the president, and to organize, sometimes they go to a place where they, they are doing healing Jesus crusade. That um, the, the, the churches, the Christian churches in that city don't talk to each other. The denominations don't talk to each other. It's like, the, it's like they, they, they are not flowing. But as a result of Bishop Prince and the crusade team, because Bishop, when he goes, he tries to get all the local Christian churches to come together to help the crusade. You see that their bishops will be sitting at the back on the, on the stage. So sometimes, by the time the Healing Jesus team is leaving, there's a reconciliation among the believers. To get them to cooperate, it takes the spirit. Hallelujah. And so that you can say that will come under the umbrella of the operation. Amen. The, he said there are diversity of operation by the same Lord. Now, what benefit would the crusade director get from allowing himself to be used for such an operation? Well, you come before the president. You may not have been uh, uh, before any, any important person in your life. Amen. But as a result of the operation that God is using you for, now all of a sudden, all of a sudden, you are known. Amen. All of a sudden, the president of Ghana is coming to where? Uh, an Akazo Bible school. And you are next, next to bishop. And you are the one leading. Amen. Are you listening to me? Okay. And so when it says that manifestation of the spirit is given to every man to profit with all. That manifestation of the spirit, I am pointing out to you, it, it is all the three areas of the manifestation. Whether it is gifts of the spirit. Whether it is ministry work or administration led by the Lord. Or whether it is operations of God. All this. But then he goes on from verse 8. And he picks one, one of the three things he's talking about. The gifts of the spirit. And he begins to list them. So let's go to verse 8. To one is given by the spirit the word of wisdom. Hallelujah. When you have the word of wisdom. It is, it said it is given to profit everyone. Including you, yourself. Because you see, if God has given you these gifts, don't you think that it is not only about others that it will come. Like, if you're able to know what is about to happen. Word of wisdom, by the way, is something that has to do, some, something has to do with, um, there's a puzzle or a problem that needs to be solved. Do you get it? And then you get an idea that solves it. Hallelujah. Okay. And then to another, the word of knowledge by the same spirit. To another, faith by the same spirit. So this faith is, is called supernatural faith, above ordinary faith. Because every believer has faith. But then there is a moment in time that the gift, this is called the gift of faith. Where a particular manifestation of, the, of, of, of a supernatural faith or above average faith is needed. Hallelujah. It's, I believe it's that faith that came to my mom that she will not give up on my brother. Because the doctor, every, they felt that 
his case closed. My mom, my mom said he will live. Doc, he will live. Do something. Amen. Because normally, uh, when uh, I mean, uh, uh, I mean that you heard that the case is bad, and uh, average woman will be crying because at that point everything has ended. Hallelujah. So the gift of faith is a special manifestation of faith above even your own normal faith. Sometimes you hear men of God say that they went ahead and said something, and after they said it, then they realized that they said something a bit too big. <laughs> one man of God, he was in one uh, African country, I forgot which country, and um, it was uh, predominantly Muslim, and the Muslim community, they had organized, because they don't want any one of their brethren to be, become born again. So they organized themselves and came to the crusade, and they were watching. You get, they are watching that if you dare, if you are, <laughs> you go there, you will see what will happen. So, so the whole place was flat. And, and it's like, it's like, others were also saying that if this, this guy is from Canada, this minister, crusader is from Canada, if he does anything amiss, they will beat him up. Amen. So he said they were praying, believing God because you need something to happen in order to bring the level of faith of the people up. And he said, as they were praying up and down, he said before he knew it, he made a statement. <laughs> it's the gift of faith. It, it just came upon him. that He said, bring three people who need anything, whatever their problem is that they came with, bring them right here. And if God doesn't do it now, call me a false prophet. <laughs> He said, when he said that his, his assistant that he traveled from Canada with, they, they started, oh, ooh, what has he done? Because you have all these people. And so he said that he himself, after he said it, it's like the word has gone out of his mouth and it's too late. And so I think there, were, there was one lame person, one blind person, and one deaf person that they carried them to the front. And he prayed and he said, instantly all of them were healed. Then lame started walking. The the blind saw, and the and the and, and the the one who couldn't hear could also hear. And then that one broke the the tenseness in the atmosphere. And all the people who were afraid, including the Muslim brethren, they were no more afraid. They came forward. It is a manifestation of the gift of faith. Hallelujah. Because sometimes there's a moment that God needs to act. And if He's relying on your normal average faith, the miracle will not happen. So that God needs to give you an instant. Something that will make that thing quick. And I heard Papa Hagan say that to, to raise the dead, you need the gift of faith. Amen. Amen. Which I did not have on the day I was standing by. I was standing on the day. On the day I was standing by my friend's nephew. I didn't have that gift of faith. If I had that gift of faith, the brother would have risen. Amen. Are you listening to me? <laughs> Look, I heard of Smith Wogesworth. Somebody has died. And, you know, you know, in general, you know, um, most societies have a respect for the dead. Even the body of the dead, you have to respect. Do you get it? Smith if you know his story, he was a bit ruthless in terms of the operation of God in him. So, the dead person, he prayed for the dead person to raise the person from the dead and nothing was happening. And then he, 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 he said they should take the dead person to stand up. And he said he commanded, and then they put the person by the wall. 
And he commanded the dead person, he said, I command you to walk. You see, such a thing, eh, you must have the gift. You must be walking in the gift of faith. He's speaking to a dead person leaning against a wall. <laughs> and then the person started walking. Yes. He raised 22 people from the dead. It's not good with. Amen. In one instance, um, people, you know, I think it was a little bit like, a, like um, the, the widow of Nain. That the, the person was perhaps even in a coffin. Do you get it? All kinds of wild, wild cases. But what I'm saying is that this gift that, that happens also creates a room in such a way that you, become to, you begin to benefit in other areas because you are serving. Hallelujah. All right. Now, I want us to look at another scripture which also speaks about how the anointing benefits you. First Timothy chapter 4 and verse 15. Well, let's start from verse 12. First Timothy chapter 4, verse 12. There is a price you pay for the anointing. Okay? But if you think of it in terms of God giving you many, many other things which cannot be priced. In fact, the things God gives you, not all of it, you can put money on. And so, if you think of the anointing creating a room for you, and the anointing also being able to benefit you, it is worth the price you have to pay. Hallelujah. Let no man despise thy youth. Paul is writing to Timothy. You could say, let no man despise anything that appears to be a disability in you. Because Timothy was a young person. That was his disability. You may not be a young person. You may have something that you may think that disqualifies you. He said, let no man despise that, but be that an example of the believers. Amen. In word, in conversation, we can switch to, um, well, maybe let's keep it for now, maybe when we are done. In word, in conversation, in charity, in spirit, in faith, in love. Please pay attention to the list, okay? The thing that he was to be example in, okay? In word, in conversation, in charity, in spirit, in faith, in purity. All right? 13. He said, till I come, give attendance to what? Reading. We are talking about the journey to be anointed. We are talking about the giftings of God. Okay? We are talking about the benefits that you are going to benefit when the anointing comes upon you. But you realize that the anointing of God, even Solomon, one after his father died, he became king, and the Lord appeared to him in a dream. What do you want me to do for you? What did he ask for? He said he asked for wisdom. But when you read, was it Ecclesiastes or Proverbs, one of the two, he says that I set my heart to seek wisdom. Amen. God has given him wisdom in a dream. He said, you are going, I'm going to give you wisdom, and I'm going to add what to it. Riches and honor and all the good things. You didn't ask for it, but I like the fact that you sought wisdom. When God says, I'm going to give you wisdom, it does not mean that he himself will not do anything about it. He said that I set my heart to search wisdom. So the blessing of God and the wisdom that God is going to give to Solomon, it is in the presence of searching for it. It's, the, it's, in the, it's just like a student who is praying to God to help him pass the exams. It is in the process of studying that the grace will come, that God will make what you study, it will stick. Or first you understand. But if you don't study... And you say the anointing has given me the ability to pass. You are going to fail. Amen. And so in, the, in this anointing, the anointing 
is the Holy Spirit, and it, it, he's contained in words. Okay? John 63. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. Hallelujah. So look at it. Give attendance to what? Reading. To exhortation. To doctrine. So don't, don't joke with teachings. Doctrine means teachings. Don't joke with teachings. Make it a part of your life. Then look at it. Verse 14. Neglect not the gift that is in thee. So, so, so there was a gift in who? Timothy. If you are to read it from 13 to 14, when he said neglect not the gift that is in thee, what are the things that he is supposed to do to show he is not neglecting the gift? To read? To be involved in exhortation? Active doctrine? Be a good example in what? Conversation? In word? In spirit? So in other words, a gift has come upon you. Look at it. It says, neglect not the gift that is in thee, which was given thee by prophecy. Okay? You see, in this church, by the grace of God, God has given me a good memory. And I try to remember only the good stuff. <laughs> Amen. I remember one case during one of our all nights in the past, and I was praying for somebody. And I spoke the words that God has given the person the ability to pray for the sick. Right here, the person fell down here. And today I don't see the person doing that. Far from it. I don't even want to. <laughs> the person is not, it's not even close. But you see, one day God is going to ask. Amen. Are you, the, are you there? Because you see, the gift may be there, but it may be, it's probably being neglected. He says that the gift was given thee by what? Prophecy. With the laying on of the hands of the presbytery. Presbytery means elders. So in another translation, he said the eldership. So neglect not the gift that is in thee, which was given thee by prophecy, which with the laying on of the hands of the presbytery. So gifts are imparted by laying on of hands, and gifts are also imparted by prophecy. Okay? It's a spiritual impartation that has happened but then you need to work it all right next verse it says meditate upon these things give thyself holy to them this is where we have give thyself holy conference this is the verse give thyself holy to them that thy profiting may appear to all hallelujah take heed unto thyself take heed means what be warned be careful watch out Take it unto thyself and unto the doctrine. Continue in them. Hallelujah. For in doing this, thou shalt both save thyself and them that hear thee. Amen. These are very strong words from a father to a son. And we would, we would do well to pay attention to it. Go back to verse 15. Meditate upon these things. Which thing do you think he's asking him to meditate on? The thing you're supposed to take care of, uh, give me an example. The word, conversation or conduct, behavior, faith, purity, charity, the spirit, reading, exhortation, doctrine. He said meditate on these things. Amen. 
Meditate on this. It, it means, it, it doesn't mean sitting there and crossing your leg and thinking your mind going blank. Like meditation in the world. Meditate means that ponder over these things. Ponder over, okay, how am I going to, what do you call it, uh, be a more loving person? Okay, charity is love. How am I going to, um, what, give myself to doctrine? Reading, meditate, what am I going to read? Think about it. Hallelujah. Is that neglect not the gift of God? Neglect. So in other words, if you don't do this thing, you are neglecting the gift. Amen. He says that when you meditate upon these things, and then he said, give thyself what? Partly to it. Give yourself 50-50 to it. 20-80. Give thyself wholly. Bishop said it is this verse that made him go full time. He said he was meditating on this scripture one day, and he felt like God was asking him to drop everything. See, he was a doctor, but you know how in Ghana they are not paid very well. So he had these other side businesses that he was doing. He was doing what do you call it? Uh, he was. He said he was a sand and stone contractor. Amen. He was doing all that to get more money to help the church. He had the church. Hallelujah. But you see, he said he was meditating on it and he felt very strongly moved. He didn't hear an open vision, an audible voice from, from heaven, but meditating on the verse. So if somebody meditated one ver- on one verse and he gave himself fully to this and it has given birth to a worldwide ministry, how would, what would happen to you, Brother Ishmael, if you were to meditate on the scriptures? Because you see, the difference between what you could be, what you could become, and what you practically are today is just, is just a little swing in the arena of the spirit. And the, 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 the sad aspect is that it is only in heaven that we will discover what we could have been. Because, because it's, just like, it's just like people who are in a poor place where they, they, they don't have a lot of amenities and yet they are very, very happy. Do you get it? The, if they have not been to a developed country and to see all the amenities, amenities that are there, they, 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 they don't miss. There's nothing that they are missing. Do you get it? And so is it possible that there is a version two of your life and a version two of my life, which we would be able to enter if we give ourselves, it doesn't mean that all of us are going to go full time. Hallelujah. But, but neglect not the gift. Neglect not the gift. You see, sometimes one bishop is coming for camps. Sometimes I ask myself, we've gone for a lot of camps and a lot of word has been preached. I, 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 I think about these things so, and I ask myself, sometimes I feel like, is it possible? Because one day, the disciples, uh, the, the Pharisees came to ask Jesus a question and he said that, he said that it, was, it would have been better that you didn't hear this, thing, but since you have heard you are responsible for it. <laughs> so sometimes I feel like, ah, Apostle, is it okay if I don't come for the camp? Because if I come, I'm responsible for what is going to happen. Because what I've heard already, and then you know the thought that comes to mind, I never ask the Apostle the question. The thought that comes to mind, uh, the thought that comes to mind is that, okay, so if a church member comes to ask me that they feel that they shouldn't come to church this Sunday, 
because they've been coming and they feel that the word that they have heard, they have practically not done most of it. So they don't want to be responsible for it, so they are not coming. Well, how would that feel? Since I will not like that, therefore I'm not going to call apostle. <laughs> Rather, what I should tell myself is that, okay, now that I know that I'm thinking along these lines, let me begin to implement the thing that I have heard. Hallelujah. So that one day, it will not be said that the lay on of hands of the presbytery, the prophecy was neglected. And then, look at verse, verse uh, he said that that profiting may appear to all. In the end, others will profit from your life and your ministry, and you yourself will profit. If you don't do it, you are depriving people of certain things that they need to come in. Look, by the grace of God, since we came here, many, th- many people's lives have been affected, including life-changing, life-changing decisions. Because some people met their life, long-term, lifelong partner as a result of being here. Who would have known who they would have met if Latas was not in Columbus? Do you get it? Some younger guy in the neighborhood somewhere would have caught somebody. Amen. So then, so then somebody, their life could have taken a completely different course if I did not obey. So think of that. Neglect not the gift of God. Many people are supposed to benefit from the anointing on your life. So all you have to do is what? Meditate on it. When you think about it, meditate on it. It draws the spirit. Hallelujah. It draws the spirit. Because God can, he has a spiritual antenna with which he's using to read. Who is taking his word seriously? If you are quiet by yourself, there was a, a movie that I watched that someone, his sister was sick. I don't know whether it's based on a true story or not, but there was a Pope that Jesus appeared to. When Jesus appeared to the Pope, Jesus said, thank you for your service. He said, why? He said, do you remember when you were little and your sister was sick? And everybody said your sister was going to die. And you ran to the attic of the, of the house and you prayed and begged me and said, if you heal my sister, I'll give myself up. I will be a celibate for life. I will not marry. I will be a priest for you. And I healed your sister. And a lot of people give such promises, but they don't do it. But you, you actually gave yourself for my service. So thank you. Put your hands together unto the Lord. Rise up to your feet. And let us pray as we get ready to bring our offerings. If you can do test to give, that is absolutely preferred. If not, lift up your hand and they will give you who is getting the uh, basket. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we thank you for your love. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your mercy. We commit ourselves to you, Lord, that our lives will be used as an offering. An offering for your kingdom to promote your works. And we give with that our money as an offering to you to promote your work. Lord, may your children reap the benefits promised in the scripture. That we shall be the head and not the tail. And we shall abound in all good things. In Jesus' name, amen.